1: now. Tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, we bring you a terrifying study of a pyromaniac. We call it The Flame. So now, starring Tony Barrett, here is tonight's suspense play, The Flame.
2: Cigarette probably fell asleep. No. No, that wasn't the way it started. It wasn't, huh? Uh, you mean
0: that... It can take more than a little cigarette to start a fire like that. So the whole apartment building about gone. Well, maybe
2: the guy who owns the building started it. You know, for, for the insurance and all. No, he didn't have anything to do with
0: it. Hey, look at it, burn,
3: will you?
2: Make kind of a pretty pattern against the sky, though, doesn't it? Pretty. Are you kidding? Hey,
3: what are you doing? What? What are you doing with that paper? I'm
2: trying. I'm drawing drawing a picture of the fire. The big heavy man in the turtleneck sweater got flushed in the face. Red, just like the fire across the street. It was burning big now and it went climbing high, way up. So high that it was going to touch off the sky, too. And just when it reached its peak, they put it out. Then there were big, black, ugly clouds of smoke up but I had the picture I'd drawn on the playa, just, just a pencil sketch. I, I colored it when I got home. Just the way I remembered it. The reds, oranges, pinks. So I go home. When I get there, my sister Mary Lee is still up. She's in her robe. She should be in bed. She has to get up and go to work early in the morning. Why is she up at this hour? Andy? Yeah.
3: Where have you been all night? I had supper ready. You promised me you'd be home. What happened? Andy, don't just stand there. I asked you what happened.
2: Nothing happened. I just went for a walk. A walk. What's the matter? Nothing, nothing. Just leave me alone, Mary. lady. You have to nag at me all the time.
3: I'm not nagging at you, Andy. I'm just worried, and I get nervous when I worry. That's all.
2: Well... Forget it. I'm I'm home and I'm all right, so just don't worry yourself anymore, okay?
3: Okay, Andy. Wait a second. I wanted to ask you for a big favor. Can't
2: you ask me tomorrow morning, Mary Lee? I'm,
3: I'm awfully tired. You know Mr. in the dry goods store man, Andy?
2: Sure, I know him. He's one of my favorite people. What about
3: him? Well, this morning they took his wife to the hospital.
2: To the hospital? What...
3: For, well, she's what for... sick. Very sick, Andy. Tonight on the way home from work, Mr. Boyajin stopped me and... Asked me if I'd talk to you about helping him. Well,
2: sure I will, but
3: how? Well, he may have to spend some time at the hospital with her. He doesn't have anybody he can leave in the shop to take care of it, and he thought maybe you'd help him out.
2: Well, that'd be all right with me, but... I don't know anything about the dry goods business. Oh,
3: it isn't hard, Andy. I told him I thought you wouldn't mind at all. Besides, it'll give you a little something to do to keep you busy. You won't have to...
2: Oh, go ahead. Say it. You won't have to roam the streets like a bum... Just like the, I used to yell at me. All right. All right, I like Mr. Boyajin, Mary Lee. I'll, I'll watch his store for <laughs> Mr. Boyajin was a man who looked like Santa Claus. He had wonderful small eyes and big red cheeks. He laughed all the time. And when he laughed, his small eyes got big and they twinkled. Just, just like stars. Like the flash of flame when you strike a match and it suddenly flares up with colors and warmth. And you get a funny sensation in your stomach. Yes, that was Mr. Boyajian, the man who owned the dry goods store on Union Street. The following morning, Mr. Boyajin wasn't laughing. There was no twinkle in his eyes. He looked sad sitting behind the counter. Mr.
1: Boyajian? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Andy, is you. Hello. Excuse me, Andy. My mind is not on what is happening. It is this music. I'm far away when I listen. Music? Yes. It is the kind of music that the missus and I used to dance to when we was like your age. It's a fox dance, Andy, from the old country. Oh, it's pretty. I like it. Uh, Mr. Boyatch and the... About your wife, I'm I'm sorry. She's sick. Oh, you're sorry. Everybody is sorry, Andy, the whole neighborhood. Everybody tells me how sorry they are. But me, I am sorry most of all. Is it very serious? Yes, very.
2: Well, don't you worry. They'll take good care of at the hospital. I know they will. Oh, I'm sure they will. She'll have the best there is to offer.
1: She would if I could afford it. Yes, you see this sickness needs special kind doctor This special doctor cost extra money oh. Oh. It's kind of money that I as proprietor of this small dry goods store do not have I wish it was something I could do Ah, oh, you're a good boy, Andy Good heart You know, I wish I could have a son like you Thank you, Mr. Boyatch Thank you Uh, I don't make the money I used to make I can't work as hard Sometimes I think I'd be better off If this place should burn down I get the insurance money Insurance money? Yeah, from Fire Insurance Company I never thought of that you never thought of what, Andy?
2: Oh, what I mean was I, I, I ne- never thought of
1: things like fire insurance. Uh, of course, to do a thing like this, to even wish it is against the law. Fire insurance is for the protection. Uh, of course, of course. Well, Andy, if you come to stay, I uh, I go to hospital.
2: Yes, yes, you, you go right ahead, Mr. Boyajin. I'll take care of everything. Oh, you just leave everything to me. <laughs> Mr. Boyajian looked so sad and so tired as he walked out the door. Why did there have to be terrible things like this in the world? Why couldn't everything be beautiful and good? Beautiful and good like like a nice big fire. Clean, warm, burning all the evil and hurt. It was so simple I had to laugh. I decided I'd use the plumber's candle and the celluloid. That way, all the evidence would be destroyed. There'd be no way of investigating the claim. I started to get really excited about it. I bought what I needed. I went home. I got out of Mary Lee's cake tin. I went into my room and I started to experiment.
3: Andy, I wondered if you'd go down to. What are you doing? What? What are you doing? Trying to start a fire?
2: No. Nothing, really, Nothing at all. Just a little gag.
3: Gag? With my best cake tin?
2: I- I'm sorry.
3: Gag for what?
2: Well, uh, needles and I, we... Needles.
3: Were... Andy, you've been down to that pool room again, haven't you? So? Oh, Andy, what's the matter with you? What do you mean? I mean other fellas your age. They're out getting jobs, doing things. But you, all you do is hang around that pool room down by the sound. Take walks at night. Draw pictures. <laughs>
1: Key, Andy? Yes, Mr. Boyajin. Yes. But the
2: uh, key, what for, Andy? Well, I, I just thought that maybe tomorrow morning you'd like to get over to the hospital earlier.
1: Uh, I could open up the store for you. Oh, Andy, already you've done so much for me. It's nice, but
2: no, I No, couldn't. no, 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 no trouble. Believe me,
1: Mr. Boyajin, no,
0: no trouble at all. I'd be happy to do it.
1: You know, to tell the truth, I I would like to get over a little early. Oh, sure you would. Andy... Like I said before, such a good boy there never was. Here. I give you Mrs. Boyajan's key. How's that? That's fine.
2: Fine. And don't you worry about a thing. I'll sell out tomorrow. I'll make you lots of money. I joked with Mary Lee at dinner that night. It surprised her, but it put her in a good mood. The nicest part about the plumber's candle was that I could measure it to burn to any time. An hour would be plenty of time. About 9.30, I told Mary Lee I was going down to the corner drugstore for a few minutes. Down on Union, I waited until the block was almost deserted. Then, I let myself into the dragwood store. Had a crate of little girls' dresses he just received would be perfect tinder. I lined the strips of celluloid up and I set the plumber's candle on top of the crate. Then I struck a match and lit the candle. I watched the flame burn for just a moment. Then I went back to the apartment and I waited. I some socks. I sat for almost an hour, coloring my pictures, getting nervous. And when it was time, I asked her to go get some ice cream with me. When we got down to the street...
3: Mary Lee, look. It's a fire. What? Come on. Come on. Oh, Andy, I hate fires. I hope it's a false. Come no,
2: on. No, no, no. That's false. Look, there's smoke. Plenty of smoke. Look.
3: Hey, there it is, Mary Lee. There it is. Right over there. Andy. Andy, it's Mr. I. Well, for heaven's sake, what do you
2: know? Mr. Strike a psycho. Oh, isn't it
3: terrible? He hasn't
2: got enough trouble in his head. Oh, don't you feel sorry for him, Mary Lee? He's got
3: insurance. Oh, I know,
2: but how do you know? Huh? We got to talking the other day, and He told me about it. Hey, Andy, what do you say, huh? Hot one, huh? Well, hello, Nathan. uh, real hot, huh? Andy,
3: who's that there carrying now? Oh,
4: Oh, man. Mr. Yeah, Somebody said he was passing by on his way home. He saw a fire rush.
2: I trying to put it out. Why oh, was a crazy thing to do? Is he? Is he? Yeah. No, Look at those flames lick up at the sky. Just like torch. a torch. Lovely, lovely torch. Torch. Good. Some pool? Okay.
4: Where you been? I've seen you around since the funeral. Here and there. Now go ahead, Andy. You shoot first. Hey, good <laughs> break. Hey. Oh, it's tough about all my voyaging, huh?
2: Yeah, too bad. Shouldn't have tried to put it out.
4: Yeah. You know, at uh, first I thought the old guy started himself. You know, to collect the fire insurance, though, but... Uh, I guess he didn't.
2: Mrs. Boyage you don't get the money, though, won't
4: you? Well, you can never tell. There were some fire insurance coppers around a couple days ago. You know, asking questions. But I gotta investigate before they pay off. You're shot.
1: Huh? Oh, oh
4: yeah. Hey, nice. They talked to a lot of people in the neighborhood. They talked to you, Andy. Hey, you were working for him, weren't you?
2: Helping him out, so he could go to the hospital. Hmm.
4: They'll probably find out if it was a cooked-up thing or not.
2: What? What do you mean?
4: up thing. Well, you still can't toss out the idea maybe Boyajian himself started the fire. He didn't. How do you know? He got burned, didn't he? Hey, maybe he got caught, a trap, couldn't get out. You shoot again, Andy. That's ridiculous.
2: He couldn't have started. Well, how do you know? He couldn't have. He just couldn't have. Why? Why? Be- because... Be- because?
4: Yeah? Because
2: nothing, nothing. Shoot,
4: me. Because you started
2: it? Is that maybe why? I said shoot, Neatles. <laughs> hey,
4: what'd you what? want to do, Andy? Help
2: the old guy out? I said shoot. Uh, that
4: was right decent there, you, you know that? And a mighty fine job, too. Hey, how much were you in for?
2: I wasn't in hey. for anything. Shoot. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. It's just for the kicks, huh? Mr. Uh, Needles, don't get uh, me mad. Put down a
4: cue, will you? I was only kidding. <laughs> you start fires just for kicks,
2: huh? <laughs> oh, boy, that's a laugh,
4: huh? Oh, sure. Look, Andy, don't get so. will you? I was only kidding,
2: huh? Needles was the type of guy that got into all kinds of trouble. I wish he didn't get on my nerves so much. Later, I got home, opened the door of the apartment and I suddenly got a funny feeling. I, I don't know what it was, but I was sure it had something to do with the man who was sitting in the living room with my sister. And when she introduced him as Inspector Shapiro of the fire insurance company, I knew why I had this strange feeling in my
3: study. He's investigating about the fire in Mr. Boyajan's store, Andy.
2: Oh. Well, Mr. Boyajian was one of my very best friends. I, I was very sorry. I understand. I went to the funeral...
0: Well, before we can pay Mrs. and the money she has coming, I have to make sure the fire wasn't started purposely.
3: Purposely? He means somebody did it just to collect the money.
0: Oh. That's right. So far, we haven't been able to learn how it was started. I see. Andy, the night of the fire, where were you?
3: Oh, I can answer that, Inspector. He was right here in this room with me. I see. I remember I was darning some socks, and Andy was drawing. Oh,
0: Mary, the...
2: he doesn't want to hear about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he loves to draw.
2: Oh? You want to be an artist? No.
0: No, no, I I just like to draw. I see. You worked for Mr. Boyajin while his wife was in the hospital. At least, uh, that's what your sister here told me.
2: I did it to help him out. I didn't do it for the money.
0: Well, did anyone come in while you were there? Someone who may have talked to him.
2: Mr. Shapiro, if you're trying to prove that Mr. Boyajin started the fire himself, you're wrong. He wasn't that kind of man. I know he didn't start the fire.
0: Well, I guess you're a blind alley for us, too. I kind of hope that you'd be able to... Oh,
2: no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but believe me, Inspector, when I tell you that Mr. Boyage
0: didn't start that fire.
2: For one thing, would a man burn himself up in a fire that he starts? That'd be a crazy thing to do, wouldn't it?
0: Yes, Andy, that's definitely a crazy thing to do.
2: Inspector Shapiro was not a stupid man, I could see that. I was going to have to be a little more careful, for a little while anyway, until the investigation was over. I hoped that nothing would go wrong, that Mrs. Voyagin would get the money. About two weeks later, I saw Needles was standing in front of the pool room down near the sound. He called me over. He said he had something very important to talk to me about. So we went into the back room of the pool room. He closed the door.
4: Cigarette, Andy?
2: You know I don't smoke, Needles.
4: Oh, sure. Of course not, pal. Of course not. Well, Hot Hotshot, uh, how's fire bugging these days? Is that supposed to be a cute
2: remark, Needles? Ah, what's the matter? Can't you take a little kid? Not that kind. The idea of striking the matches.
1: Huh?
2: Oh, oh. Yeah, it's just a uh, nervous habit. A uh, nervous
1: habit
4: pretty flame, huh, Andy?
2: Say what you have to say.
4: Well, I was thinking about poor Mrs. Boyagen, Andy. But what if they hold up the claim, huh?
2: Poor Mrs. Boyagen. You're not saying anything.
4: I got a friend. He owns a small warehouse a couple blocks in here, Andy. He don't make much money with this here small warehouse, and he'd like to get rid of it. One night, this place burns down. Just like that. He's very, very sad. But then he gets happy because he collects quite a bit of fire insurance. Fire insurance? Yeah. Fire. Insurance. Now, uh, my friend would pay good money if his warehouse burned down. Good money. You would? You could help our poor, poor Mrs. Boyajian, Andy. I don't know. I just think of the fun you'll have. A flame. And you'll make it. I'll make it. That's right, Andy. Next Friday night, you'll make it.
2: Friday night seemed a long, long way off. A couple of times I wanted to go for walks, but then I kept thinking about the big one I was going to make on Friday night. I decided not to go for any walks. I got some money from Needles. I bought all the stuff I needed, the celluloid, the plumber's candles. And then on Thursday, I met Needles' friend, and he took me on a tour of the warehouse.
0: It was a three-story building.
2: When I finished going through it, I decided it would be best to start two fires on the third floor, one on the first when I got home, I let myself in, but I, I didn't close the door because I heard voices coming to my room. It was Mary Lee and that that voice that gave me the funny feeling.
0: You never bothered to look at this scrapbook.
3: Why he draws pictures?
0: Miss, your brother is a very dangerous man. Well,
3: I never suspected anything. I never bothered to look at the pictures he's drawn.
0: He'll have to be turned over to the authorities. They'll give him proper medical treatment. He's a dangerous man with a dangerous sickness.
2: to act now and act fast. I called Needles, told him we had to burn his friend's warehouse tonight. Tonight, tomorrow night wouldn't be any good because I'd have to leave Seattle now. He didn't want to at first because we hadn't planned it that way. But then he finally agreed. He met me in front of the warehouse a little before nine. I set the two fires up on the third floor and then we went down to the first. And I started another one. Oh, all right, all right, come on. Not off no, 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 wait, wait. Let's watch
0: it, folks. You crazy watch it? This place is gonna go up like a tinderbox. We'll have a decoy. I Sad,
2: I wanted to watch it for a while. I'm gonna draw a picture. You're nuts. Now, now come on, Andy. Let's get out of here. Oh, you go ahead, Needles. I'll be along in a little while.
4: Come on, Andy.
2: Come on. No, don't be crazy. I'm glad I brought my pencil in. Badwell. I think this is gonna be a beautiful one. Uh... it was. It had wonderful colors, the flames, they were all around me. Not an awful lot of smoke here inside the building, just, just flames. Beautiful colors, just beautiful. Red, deep red, and blues, and greens, and yellow. I had a feeling this was going to be my best picture ever. my The most beautiful
3: flames I'd ever seen. i And the pitch. Fix now just one big claim.
1: which Mr. Tony Barrett starred in tonight's presentation of The Flame